to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this Advent morning, taken from Mark's Gospel, the first chapter, listen again to verse 4. Mark writes and says, John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So far our text, you may be seated. Well, here we are. Christmas Eve is two weeks away, and the gospel lesson today is all about a prophetical enigma whose abode might as well have been a van down by the river, whose wardrobe is Old Testament retro, whose diet sounds like a challenge on Survivor, whose sermons all have the same Debbie Downer theme, repent or perish. Can you say on this Advent day, hello there, John the Baptist? But he doesn't seem to be very festive now, does he? Doesn't seem to be too holiday friendly at all. In fact, John is kind of grinchy when you think about him, rather Scrooge-like. It's very tempting simply to pass John over, to get to the Christmas good stuff. Angels and shepherds and Mary and Joseph and the baby and the wise guys. John who? Tempting, isn't it? And I know what's going on in that head of yours. You want to board the plane that's headed for Christmas right now, today. But before you can travel down the Christmas runway, you first have to make it past the Advent ticket agent at the gate, and that would be John. There's no avoiding him. You can't board the Christmas jet until John says so. You're not going anywhere until John scans your ticket and tells you that you're ready for Christmas this year. And don't look now, but your zone, your rose on the flight that leads to Christmas, they've just been announced in the waiting area. Time for you to stand up and grab your bags and face the scrutiny of your scraggly advent ticket taker. It's time for you to meet the Baptist. And when you do, John gives you a good look. And then he says this to you. He says, please show me your identification. You know, a while back I noticed that my passport was nearing its expiration date. Have you ever tried to renew your passport? It's kind of an ordeal, isn't it? I had to make my way to the St. Louis County Auditor's Office, you know, down at the mall, fill out the proper paperwork, and then write a check for $130. Then I had to have my new passport picture taken, which was another $15, cut the picture to the right size, staple it to the paperwork, put everything along with my old passport in an oversized envelope, that was $4.25, and then mail it at the post office, which was another $19.53. All told, it cost me $168.78 just to make sure that people know who I am. 
But don't worry. John the Baptist doesn't want to see your passport today or your driver's license or even your birth certificate as you try to travel to Christmas. John already knows who you are. In fact, he wants to know if you know who you are. Didn't you hear John ID you in our text? Sure you did. John is proclaiming what? A baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And John is speaking to you, isn't he? He's speaking to me. You know, John knows who you are. You're a sinner. That's what it says on your spiritual passport. Right there underneath your picture in big, bold, block letters, it says sinner. But do you really believe this? Several years ago, psychologist Dr. Matthew Edmond, he wrote an article that appeared in Psychology Today entitled, Where's the Guilt? And this is what he wrote. He said, empires come and go while moral landscapes ebb and flow. Yet something important has been happening in the last hundred years. The change of American society from a guilt society to a shame society to a shameless society. And then he adds, today the majority of Americans aren't worried that what they do is right or wrong or good or evil or even legal. They only worry about whether or not they will be caught. And that's pretty true to life, isn't it? Especially in these post-COVID days of shoplifters in every aisle and smash and grab mobs roaming the streets and police officers handcuffed by defunding. These days, you're guilty only if you get caught. And even if you do get caught, it's not your fault. Not really. It's the government's fault. It's your parents' fault. It's the teacher's fault. It's the other guy's fault. And if all else fails, then it must be your DNA's fault. You were born that way. You can't help it. Well, today, John the Baptist cuts through all that BS. And BS stands for bologna sandwiches. <laughs> he looks at your spiritual passport. He says, nope, that's you all right. That's your face. That's your heart. You are a sinner. You're guilty as charged. But that's not all that John says. For the next thing he tells you as you try to travel to Christmas this year is this. John says, repent. Change. Admit it. Admit your sinfulness to God. Own it for a change. And tell God and show God with your life that you're sorry. And as you stand there at the ticket counter, slightly embarrassed because other would-be passengers are listening, and as you ask yourself whether or not you can truly admit and repent of your sins, ticket agent John has one more question for you. John wants to know how many bags you're checking. And so you stammer something about already paying $30 to check your suitcase and that you'll be boarding with an additional carry-on to cram into that overhead bin. And John just looks at you and he smiles and he 
He says, I'm sorry, but there are no bags on this flight, checked or carry-on. Nothing beneath your seat either, because you see, on the flight that leads to Christmas, passengers don't carry any baggage at all. And that surprises you, because as you try to fly to Christmas this year, you brought lots of baggage with you to the airport, didn't you? I want to show with you a couple of pictures. Okay, now that's not my son-in-law, okay? But that's kind of what he's going to look like. They're going to come home from Christmas, you know, with my, my daughter, Laura, and three uh, tiny grandchildren, two of them in diapers. That's about, that's about what he's going to look like. Now that, that's a picture from Mary Ellen and uh, our last vacation, okay? <laughs> now you can't see us behind our luggage, but maybe you can see that little blue bag toward the bottom. That's my suitcase. Yeah, looks like I'm getting coal again this year, okay? But that's not the kind of luggage that people try to take with them to Christmas. That's not the kind of baggage that the Baptist has in mind because most of the suitcases that people try to take with them to Christmas are filled with guilt. And you know what I'm talking about. You feel guilty because of what's on your credit card. You feel guilty because it's almost Christmas Eve and, and you really, you know, with all of your, your, your long to-do list, you really haven't thought about Jesus at all. You feel guilty because you and your husband aren't really getting along that great these days. And once again, you, you didn't receive a Christmas card from that one family member, that one used-to-be friend. They're still mad at you. And you didn't send them a card either. Seems like your Norman Rockwell Christmas is turning out to be more wishful thinking than anything else. And you feel guilty today because you really just want to get the whole thing over with. But John says, don't bring any baggage on the plane. John says, leave all your guilt in the terminal next to Chick-fil-A. And he's right. You don't need to deal with suitcases full of guilt uh, this Christmas. Not when you admit your sins and repent of your sins before you board the Christmas plane. Don't you see? The captain forgives you. God doesn't see your sins anymore. John's advent work in your heart is done. And so he hands you a ticket with a cross on it because Jesus did come as advertised. He was found in the manger hay. He was found on a wooden cross. But there's one place where he wasn't found. He was not found in his grave on Easter morning. Jesus Christ was born and he died and he rose for you. And when you put your faith in him, then you discover that not only is your flight to Bethlehem this year guilt-free, you realize that it's only a stopover to your real future destination where that grown-up manger child waits to greet you at a different gate, one that leads to forever. Don't bring any baggage with you to Christmas this year. 
No guilt over the ways you've let God or yourself or others down. No guilt at all. No wondering whether God has forgiven you. He has. Leave all that Advent baggage back at the airport. It's forgiven because, you see, this Christmas, you're not traveling for business. You're traveling for pleasure. The only thing you need to bring with you to the manger this year is joy. Amen. And the peace in Christ which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.